everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 401 for the week of October 15, 2016. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Missing this week, Anna Marie Privetier. She's got a killer headache, so she's going to sit this one out. Uh, she's on the sidelines, on the injured reserve. Uh, speaking of people uh, also doing football things, Alex, how's your football team doing? I blame the schedule maker. Oh, the, the schedule. Oh, you're blaming me. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why is that? Yeah. Well, because I'm zero and five. <laughs> so it's obviously the schedule maker's fault. Well, I am currently on course to break the league record for the toughest schedule. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah, I checked it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was It was a random program. <laughs> it's not my fault. I used a I used a website. Yeah. <laughs> it's didn't... just annoying that Anna's on four and one, and I've scored more points than her. So <laughs> <laughs> way it lines up. Yep. But man, if you start getting some easier lineups, you'll just kill every man. What that sucks. Zero and five. You're in last, aren't you? Yeah, second last on points. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe we can have like a special tournament for you and Noodle. I think there is one at the end, isn't there? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, uh, also joining me today, not doing the football with us, Kelly Ryan. What would be this football There's a sorcery RP... you speak of? <laughs> the RP Gamer Football Fantasy League. Is that where you hit a home run into yes. yep. a you basket? Toss, you toss the hand egg into the goal, and uh, then the golden snitch comes out, and everyone gets candy. Do you get EXP? No, no EXP. Um, the okay. league rules. Uh, have so, they have they put a multi-ball rule, rule in yet? <laughs> that would be awesome. Multi-ball multi makes mean, I, everything better. I, I am slightly kidding. I do slightly like American football, but I haven't followed it in years. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, all you got to know is that anytime anybody gets hit now, they have to sit out in a timeout for a few minutes. So... Lame. <laughs> uh, and then you heard her there. Alice Wilkinson joins us. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's see. I guess we should start the show. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Alice, you did you deliver any missiles this week? Oh, my God. <laughs> Will you ever get tired of that? No. You need to I deliver know I more won't. missiles. If I deliver any missiles, I'll let you know. Oh. So you've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, right? Yep. And there was this big Final Fantasy XIV event. There was news announced at it. We'll talk about it in a bit. But there was some sort of section in this event where two people were dressing really weird and doing this weird strongman dance, it looked like, and they were flexing and stuff. Do you have any idea what they were doing? Probably the Mandeville. What's the Mandeville? You never got to level 50, did no. you? No. No, you missed out on the best side quest chain in the entire game. Oh, okay. Great. Get to level 50, do the Mandeville side quest. It'll make sense. Okay. That's how that works? Yep. Okay. Well, now that I have to go do that, um, <laughs> what did you do in 14 this week? Uh, I've mostly been sorting out, uh, just gearing up 
and running things from here and there, gearing up alts, leveling them. Generally, just playing a lot more 14 than I have done recently, even to the point of putting uh, World of Warcraft slightly on the wayside. You didn't even hey, list it in your now playing section on the yeah, notes here. Yeah, I, I, I think I might have logged in once or twice this week just to do some world quests, because you can do that, you know, and still feel like you're going somewhere. Uh-huh. You know, some relatively decent game design. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've mostly just put some time into into 14 and, and just doing things like leveling up and, and gearing my alts and things like that. And when I say alts, I mean other jobs, same character. Right. Um. So what is your... Uh... Oh, okay. I mean, what is your goal right now in Fortnite? Um, well, I have, I have uh, Summoner and Ninja and also Astrologian at, at 60 now. Um, but I also have Black Mage and Machinus between 50 and 60, and I would like to get them up to 60 at some point. Um, so I hit Black Mage 54 about half hour ago. Uh, my Machinus is at 56, I think. Uh, uh, classes, Machinist, 56, yeah. Well, um, let's see. What is, uh, what is, uh, what is, uh, uh, okay. I don't know. I can't think of any good 14 questions. Did you? That's because you, that's probably because you need to play 14. Did you deliver any chocobos? Um, technically, yes. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, I use my chocobo to help me level. All right, that works. What, uh, can you, can you, like, well, I guess you can. I don't know. What's the coolest thing in that game now? Alexander. Oh. I mentioned that last week. And you beat him, right? Yeah, well, I did it again for the gear. You beat him on so. easy or something? Well, there's two difficulty modes. There's normal and then there's savage. And, well, savage is the, the sort of thing geared towards, you know, raiders. Big raiders? Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's 14. Alex, have you played any 14 lately? Yeah, I've been sort of slowly going through Pairs of the Dead so I can get the weapon. And then I can do the actual content that I haven't got down to yet, like uh, Final Steps. Mm -hmm. Oh, you haven't done Final Steps of Faith yet? Huh. No, not yet. You should probably do that. Yeah, well, I'm doing the getting the Powers of Dead weapon first and then probably diving into that and all the other stuff. Fair enough. I still haven't gotten my Palace of the Dead weapon. I'm not really sure which one I want. Well, you should yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. What was that, Chris? You should get on that, shouldn't you? Hey, uh, it's nearly done. Well, maybe one of them has some missiles. Oh. No? Okay, I think no, she muted. No missiles. No, no missiles. All right, that's too bad. Well, uh, you been playing anything else, Alice or uh, Alex? Uh, I finished off Toko Twilight Ghost Hunters Daybreak Special Geeks. You played that game twice that's now, one essentially. Hell of a title. Yeah. Daybreak. Special yeah, it's, it's Geeks. a remake, so I need to add this stuff to it. I'm not sure why they added those three words in particular, but never mind. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really add all that much to the first game, so, I mean, if you haven't played it, then that's the version to check out, because it's got a bunch of minor improvements and some new story content that sort of sort of comes in between the original episodes. But if you 
didn't like it, then you probably won't like this version anyway. And if you did like it, there's not all that much to return reason to come back to it. So, but it's still fun. The five sensor system still makes no sense. Okay, good to know. Uh, I think that I think there is a walkthrough up there that sort of gives you some form of guide, but even then, it's still really hard to shoot for an ending using it. Mm. Yeah. Aside from that, I started up the Psycho Pass visual novel. What is what is okay? What is that? Uh, Psycho Pass is basically an anime series, sort of set in the future where. There's a computer system that determines how likely people are to commit crimes. Oh, so it's Minority Report. That's, yeah, it sounds. I think it's the Japanese version of Minority Report. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, basically, so you, there are sort of groups of people who have investigators who are sort of in charge of enforcers. Enforcers are people who are somewhat likely to commit crimes, but are basically paid by the state to eliminate other people who are likely to commit crimes. Okay. And they they use sort of a scanner called a dominator that sort of scans people and then can either stun them or just flat out explode them if they uh, have too high a crime coefficient. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna scan uh, yeah, you to see you... how likely. Oh, you blew up. <laughs> uh, the only thing the only thing I remember about those was there was a company that offered a replica version of it for like eight hundred dollars. It was one of the craziest pieces of merchandise I've ever seen. Yeah. The series is written by uh, Jen Urobuchi. Oh, the Madoka guy? I don't, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know the words you all just said. Jen uh, Urobuchi is the guy who wrote um, uh, uh, Madoka Magica, which is an exceptionally good Magical Girl series. He's also the person responsible for one of the Kamen Rider series as well. Um, he kind of very did, did a very good job of breaking down the uh, magical girl genre in the same way that uh, Evangelion broke down the mecha genre. Broke it's down. A very good watch. That's an interesting way of describing Evangelion. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He has the nickname Uro Butcher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was... Starring in starring in an Urobuchi series is no guarantee is no guarantee of survival. Yeah, so oh, yeah, like the visual main characters. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Okay, so he's the George R. R. Martin of anime. Not quite as much as um uh Tomino was, but he's getting there. Oh good. Tomino. It's always good to have a goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The visual novel set I think some either yeah, sometime during the first anime season. So but you're basically controlling two new characters in a slightly different location, although basically all of the first season series characters play like big roles. And, and so yeah, you get the sorry, but you get the Uber thinkers on my first case we had the traditional thing where I solved it but everyone related to the case ended up dead. <laughs> <laughs> because their crime coefficients went too high. Okay. So who who translated this? Um, NIS America, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, I can just go so buy this on their site, huh? Or is it out yet? Yep. Yeah, it's out on Vita. I think it's on PSN and physical as well, so. Might be on PS4 as well. Oh, Psycho Pass, Mandatory Happiness. There we go. Yep, this one. Up to 75% off on PSN. That's on sale, apparently, for some price off. Hmm. Yeah, I think I actually might have gone on sale this week. In it is 30% off on PSN America. right now. It, at least yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah the last America is doing a big PSN sale this week, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, there's like a WB sale, an NIS sale, and then there's a Flash sale. So it's like, get on your PSN and spend all your monies. Ooh, flash sale. Yeah. So I got on there yesterday or the day before and realized I had most everything that we cared about that was on sale already from previous sales. <laughs> yeah, I run into that problem a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you play anything else, Alex? Yeah, not really. Just very slowly going through God Eats 2. The PS4 but, or yes. Vita? Vita. And that's got the expansion content in there, right? Yeah, I think I'm, st I'm near the end of the original Quality 2 storyline. I've heard that things get real good once you get to the expansion content. Okay. I've just slightly burnt out on Quality 2 having played Resurrection. Like, like they change up the fights and the things that are happening in an interesting way, apparently. So. Okay. I should look forward to that. Yeah, no, that's pretty I much didn't it, do boys. it, so I don't know if I was lied to by <laughs> by the giant bomb guy who said that. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, I'll blame you either way. Okay, good, good, good to know. <laughs> All right. Anything else you've been playing? Nope, that's pretty much it. That's it. All right. I have been playing things as well. Um, uh, I've been doing morning Heroes of the Storms matches because I find that's a good way to wake up in the morning. But I won't bore you with that other than to say this new system where you get to vote MVPs at the end, like Overwatch, is, is kind of funny. Especially when everyone votes for the computer. Um, but uh, ignoring that, I played some Pokemon. Uh, I finished the main story in Omega Ruby. So Yay. now I'm working on Delta Episode. Delta episode is amazing in that game. Well, so far it's been pretty boring. It's like, walk to this place you've already been to, find a person, have a conversation, a poke battle. Okay, now fly over and do the same thing in this other location you've already been to. So I'm hoping that changes a little. But I'm, I don't have that much hope because it's a Pokemon game and there's not much else that they could do. So um, see how that did goes. You get your, did you get your... Um, did you finally get the uh, Aeon flute? The uh, Yes, I did. I did. Yes. So I did. I tried that. I, I flew around a little. I went to a rift and I said, I don't feel like walking around here hunting Pokemon. So I'm just going to go back and, and finish the, the Delta episode first. Not worry about this at the moment. But it is cool okay, to well, have the airship. <laughs> yes. At least uh, you'll have found, you probably have found the places now that the, uh, the rings appear so you can get other legendaries. Right. I, I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not. It seems like there's a schedule, and every day is different or something, right? So, uh, I think different. Yeah, different ones show up at either different times of the day or on different days. I can't actually remember what the specifics are. Yeah, but I, you, you just have to show up at different times. The best guide I found so. is on IGN.com. They just have like this great wiki guide for like all the stuff in the game. So, 
I've been kind of looking at there, and they've got everything listed out. It's like, okay, fine. And I think some of them are also version dependent too. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not sure if all of them are. I think it is possible to get all of the various trios in one game. I'm not sure. I had to import one of them. I think one of the black and white ones from. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, yeah. It's one of those two that you can't get in the other one. I, I yeah, I think that. the black and white ones maybe, but I think you. It is possible to get like the um, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina all in the same game, for sure, example. Yeah. And I think Oho uh, or Ho-O and Lugia are version dependent too. Yep, they certainly are. And also, pro tip, don't try to futz with your um, internal clock to mess with that stuff either. It knows. It knows? It knows. <laughs> it know. What does it do? I think it just kind of locks you out of any time-based content for like 24 hours if you oh, try no. to mess around. Oh, no. Because I, I think it's Suicune that has like a window that only shows up like an hour a day. And I tried to mess around with the clock and I was like nope it didn't like that so now I'm trying to figure out you know post Delta episode will I spend any additional time in this game I don't know I, I don't even care I have all these legendaries from other games do I really care about hunting them all down again not really um, my, my, big, my big grandiose plan is to beat Rayquaza with a Rayquaza that I already have <laughs> so I'll see how that goes um, unfortunately it will not let me put the meteorite on him to make him go primal or whatever so apparently that you have to get through story stuff first before you can do that um, or I need that particular Rayquaza I don't know um, but yeah I've got that shiny Rayquaza that came from some event so it's like black so we'll see how that goes um, yeah the uh also been playing some Deus Ex. Made a little bit more progress in my playthrough of the first game again, um, with all the developer commentary and hacking the heck out of the game. And basically, I have the best stun gun you've ever seen. I maxed out its uh, damage and reload speeds and stuff. It's real fun. Just like, oh, you're unconscious. You're unconscious. You're unconscious. You're unconscious. You're unconscious. Steal all your stuff. Read all your email. Let's move to the next room. Come on, I got scheduled to keep. So, I'm really having fun doing the power trip replay through of Deus Ex and then I can have a real playthrough of Mankind Divided once I'm done with that nobody cares alright uh, Rogue Wizards uh, started playing this because it, it came out a little bit ago um, we played it at PAX this is a roguelike uh, where you play as a guy who can you know pick up weapons in the dungeon but get magic spells um, so far in the first few quest scenarios I've been recruiting people for my town and over the course of the game you build up your town you open up shops and you can um level up weapons shops and i don't know you buy better equipment and all that sort of stuff and there's persistence of all your crap that you've got um or your town gets better and better and better so that means you get stronger and stronger as you go through the game so um there is that progression thing so you won't uh so that you can always be moving forward which is what i like so i like i prefer like the rogue lights right so you have the progression um been noticing an issue though uh first of all if you don't like the roguelite stuff there is like a hardcore mode that you can turn on where it's like well you're dead you're done um so you you could do that if you would prefer but uh i'm noticing and maybe this is because maybe this is a fundamental issue with roguelikes that you know 
I really liked this game as I demoed it, and then I started playing it and realized that every dungeon that I was doing, just it felt the same. And it felt like I just did this, and now I'm doing it again. And I just did this, and I'm doing this again. And now I just did this, and I'm doing this again. There's nothing really to it. And maybe it's because I because it's got that kind of easy progression factor to it that it just feels like you're clicking on stuff for the sake of clicking on stuff and then you just kind of walk through a dungeon and it and it's got that thing where as soon as you're in combat you can only move one tile at a time and when you're out of combat you can move real fast and stuff but because of that slow plotting progression that it's just it's not keeping my interest that great even though it's like really well animated art style is really fun um I like like the progression stuff, but it's like, eh, I don't know. This isn't doing it for me for some reason. I don't really fully understand why. Um, so I'm playing it right now if you're watching the stream. Um, but uh, And you can see there's some cool character attacks and stuff, but it just feels like there's so many monsters and so many things. It's, like, it's got that mystery dungeon um, feeling of just it, it won't stop and it just won't keeps going. And oh my gosh. And the, I know that's real... That's like it's a problem for me and definitely not a problem for other people so i just have to recognize that so maybe this game isn't for me i haven't really figured it out yet um if you are in the rogue you know rogue uh roguelike roguelite sort of thing you really should check this out because this is i think a really well executed one of those um but it's not doing anything new or interesting and it feels like it's missing something for me so be a little cautious, but check it out because there's a good chance that if you're into that basic genre, you're going to like this. Um, and I did compare it to Mystery Dungeon, but one thing that's different that uh, is very important to note that you can clear a floor of monsters and then finish exploring it. So And you'll get an experience bonus for like doing it. So you won't... Uh, it doesn't keep just throwing in monsters onto the floor you're on and keep generating them like it does in like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. So um, I didn't want to give you the wrong impression on that. Okay, uh, and then finally, what else did Chris do? Chris tried out... Oh, right, Dragon Quest Builders came out, so I picked that up. Um, and I have been Minecrafting my Dragon Quest. And that game's really fun. And I highly recommend people check that out if they're interested in it, because it's really well made, and you are the only person in the world... Okay, so here's the plot of Dragon Quest Builders. So you know at the end of Dragon Quest, where you're fighting the Dragon Lord? No? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, he offers you a choice where he says, you should join me and we'll rule the world together. And if you pick that choice in Dragon Quest, the game is over. Um, well, in this game, the, the story conceit is that the hero picked that choice. And now the world is really messed up. And for some reason, the ability to create and build stuff has been taken away from humanity. They don't know how to do it anymore. Um, they've been scattered to the wind. Their cities have been torn down. Monsters essentially rule the land. Um, and you awaken in a tunnel, like much like the opening to that... Um, <laughs> it felt like the opening to the Legend of Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, where it's like, hey, wake up, I'm Goddess. I'm waking you up, and it's time for you to go fix stuff. Um, well, okay. So you you get up, and she's like, hey, you know how to build things, and you're going to build a city, and people are going to come back and have a place to live and you're going to help them remember how to build things too and creations coming back to to the world and it's going to be great so 
you go around, you put things together, you build a town, essentially, you build a, a room, rather. You start with a room, and someone's like, hey, I'm going to live here with you. It's like, build a bed for us. And it's like, oh, that's really forward. Um, but she doesn't mean it in that way, apparently. So you build a room, you all you go to sleep, you wake up, and you build another room, another guy joins, and eventually a monsters attack your town, you fend them off, and then you get a portal, you go look for more materials. So it's, it's all this progression of finding more materials. As soon as you find new materials, your guy's like, hey, I think I can make this, this, and this with that. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go make all those things and find enough materials to do it. And then you make those things, and that lets you go to other places or do or mine other materials, and then you've got more ideas. And so you're gradually building up your, your city, literally and figuratively, and you, uh, you just keep going and going, and there's, like, little story bits, and then things get weird as far as story revelations because you start having dreams and it's weird things and I don't understand why you're having the dreams and, then, and I'm not going to spoil them for you because I think it's kind of a cool potential twist of what's going on there um, but it also might be too obvious so I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to go a different way um, but uh, you're not buying this game for the story you're buying this because it's kind of a Minecraft game where you're also beating up monsters and it's done really well and it feels good and I really want to build a bunch of spikes all around my city so that monsters will keep running up against the walls and killing themselves and that's what I, that's my next goal in this game and it's fun and is anyone else doing Dragon Quest Builders? No? No um, I just haven't had a chance or I've got so much stuff I want to play that I'm going to put it on my Christmas list and the music's good and, and everything and so it's just it feels good so this is another one of those games whoever does the dragon quest music is apparently extremely paranoid about protecting their intellectual property because like as soon as you start this game it's like uh you can stream this game but only for the purpose of non-commercial and this and that and you cannot stream this game for the sole purpose of just listening to its music and you have to be it's like what in the world? Warnings I've never seen on other games that's that's on this game because uh, the Dragon Quest dude's music is in it. And it's it just feels really weird. Like, um, the Japanese music industry needs to get a clue or something. Um, I don't know. So that well, isn't that guy like a billion years old anyway? So <laughs> well, that's, I don't want him to age out of the problem. I'm just... <laughs> all right, well... So how how accessible is this compared to Minecraft? Well, I I Minecraft is just so daunting of like you have to bring so much of your own fun to it and that I just don't want to really get into it. So like here it's just like, hey, you should build like places for people to sleep. It's like, oh, I have a goal. Like immediately makes a difference and I know exactly what I'm doing. It's real easy to get started and going. It's like I know exactly what I want to build and why I want to build it. Like I want to increase the fortifications to keep the monsters out or I need to build a place to do some crafting of my stuff. It's like I have all these goals and it makes it feel real good and, and pretty simple. So um, when you say accessible, is that the stuff you're talking about or do you mean something else? No, that, that's what I'm talking about, because I've always been really daunted and intimidated by the idea of Minecraft. So when uh, I heard about this game and it was basically Dragon Quest Minecraft, I was kind of not that enthusiastic about it. Okay. But since it seems more accessible and just easy to get into from the get go. Yeah, and you it don't sounds... need to feel like you need to build this really difficult cathedral to show off to all your friends because it's just you taking care of your town and, like, let's take care of our needs rather than trying to come up with some grandiose architectural designs. And I'm sure some people will do that, but you don't. I don't feel a need to do that while I'm playing the game. So, ah, it's working for and, me. 
you talking about it makes it sound a lot like Dark Cloud in a way. I suppose. Um, I've spent only like an hour or two with Dark Cloud 2 and didn't really get into all that, so I'm not sure. Um, the, the first Dark Cloud, you was in a ruined world and you went into dungeons to that you're building stuff buildings back from the dungeons but the story reminds me of dark cloud one. Oh, dark cloud one the, okay yeah the way you describe it which i like dark cloud one all things considered yeah i don't even remember um i think i only tried dark cloud two because it was in a ps they finally made it work on ps3 or something and then i got it really yeah. tired i fell asleep while playing it so it didn't get anywhere <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'll have to check it out when I have time. Yeah, I recommend checking it out, if nothing else, because it looks like it's it, it, it'd be a good thing for a lot of people. Um, all right, and that, who's that leave? Uh, oh, you, you, Kelly, you've been playing Dragon Quest, right? Yeah, uh, Dragon Quest Seven. I finally got uh, the All Trades, the All Trades Abbey scenario. Oh yeah, unlocked, so yeah. I can switch my job now. Anna Marie did that a while back. Um, I yeah. don't know where she's at now. She's been playing a frick ton of it, though. Um, so is that all you yeah. got to? Or? Uh, yeah, I've been getting to bed really late because of the other game that I've been playing. So I haven't had much of a chance to mess around with Dragon Quest. Because speaking of building stuff, I got bit by the Starbound bug this week. <laughs> it just amazes me when you're like, well, Minecraft's really not very accessible. But I've been playing like a, a Terraria clone because, you know, for the, to the wee hours uh of the morning. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, the the thing with Starbound is that it does have a it does have a main story quest that's really easy to get into. Okay. The problem is that I got I needed money because I wanted to upgrade my ship, and I got sucked down to the rabbit hole of well, okay, the best way to make money is to build a base, and the best place to build a base to farm crops is an underwater or an ocean planet, so that you can have an infinite water source, and it's just kind of snowballed from there, and but. The good thing is that I've built this really cool underwater base with a self-irrigation system for crops, but my god, that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> but I discovered that there's an admin mode for Starbound, which is kind of like creative mode in yeah. Minecraft. So you don't die, and you can pretty much spawn all of the resources you want to build stuff. So that's what I've been doing to build this elaborate underwater base and it's kind of cool that you can do that yeah. i think that it turns off steam achievements though when you do that but i'm building so it doesn't matter wait so then <laughs> now you're just having fun building yeah you didn't really need yeah, this and... to begin with <laughs> no no but that's just, that's how clones like this go yeah i mean I did the same thing with Terraria too. Terraria has a little bit of a progression, but it's not as um, patently obvious as in Starbound because in Starbound there's like, I mean, you go to your quest pane and there is a main story quest that you have to that you do to basically progress. But you, um, it ties into the building and exploring thing because, um, like certain planets, you have to have different upgrades to your gear. Like right now, I'm on the tier that I need. Uh, a backpack that provides heating because it's going to frozen stars and frozen stars, the environment's too cold for you to explore. 
well, you need to go find the stuff to craft the backpack upgrade so that you can survive on planets like this. And that's how it kind of gates the exploring progression. I hope that made sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really neat the way it kind of spoon feeds you what you need to do. And then you kind of go figure out the stuff on your own or in my case with a wiki, (laughs) but um, you do the story scenarios and there's bosses to fight and, you recruit NPCs to talk to and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I've said before that the beta of this game really tainted my impression of it. And my lesson there was that I'm never going to do early access again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause had, had, yeah, well, had I not played the beta and just bought this, outright i i mean it would be my favorite game ever but because my beta the beta tainted my impression of it it's like i was really reluctant to start it up again and one of my friends was like no it's different now (laughs) i i do find myself leaving avoiding early access sort of things in general just because of yeah it's like i don't want to play a broken version of the game i want to play a version of the game where they figured everything out Oh yeah, and and it, it's it's obvious, and it sounds kind of stupid when I put it like that in hindsight. But people were raving about it in early access, and it was like, okay, let's see what this is. And there was, you know, nothing to do. And yeah, but I, if you like Terraria, and heck, even with you liking um, Dragon Quest Builders, I would recommend this one a little bit. Just dip your toe in and kind of see, maybe if it's on a Steam sale. I actually wasn't. Out. I actually wasn't aware that they'd added a creative mode to it. Yeah, I mean, and it's basically just you type uh, admin and the console, and it makes you uh, it makes you invisible, and it gives you infinite resources to to a certain degree. I think it lets you craft as much building materials as you want, but I don't think you can craft weapons or anything like that. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't really played around with it yet, but I mainly just use it to craft stuff and go, I go pick up some resources on planets. Like you can't buy plant seeds. You have to go find them and farm them. So it lets me run around on planets and not die while I'm trying to find like cotton seeds and stuff. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'll, I'll go back to WoW eventually. I just I played so much WoW last week trying to do emissary world quests that I needed a break. Yeah, I've been I've been having the same thing where it's like oh, I need to I need to I like playing WoW, but it's like feeling like I need to step back a little. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where the more. When I play, when an expansion drops, I play a while, like relentlessly for about a month or two. And then it's like, okay, I need to step away. Mm-hmm. Too much while. So, uh, yeah, all right. So, no more while. Uh, yeah. I think that's everybody, right? Okay. 
Well, let's wrap that section up. And I'm going to tell you about uh, when you can watch all of us play games for... Well, not all of us. So you can watch um, at least Anna-Marie and I um, play a bunch of games for like 24 hours, but split into two days because we're old and weak. Um, on October 29th and 30th, we'll be playing games for 24 hours, 12 hours a day, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Um, and we'll stream it right here at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can follow us as we play those games and give us support in the chat room. And you can cheer us on because we're playing the games to raise money to heal kids. That's right. We're raising money for children's hospitals. We're playing for the Children's Hospital of Milwaukee. Uh, but people around the country will be playing for all sorts of different hospitals, some in your area. Um, it's all for an event called Extra Life. So Extra Life 2016 is going on. Um, it's actually the week after we're doing it, but we're doing it a little earlier because BlizzCon and a local gaming convention are, are the official Extra Life week. And so it's like, well, we need to move something. So we move the thing that uh, we actually have control over. Um, so we, uh, we, we're doing Extra Life, and we need your help because we need some sponsorship because the whole point of this is raise money to help heal kids. So we need donations from you, the listener. So how do you do that? You go to extra-life.org and you can search for the RP gamer team, or you could just go to, uh, yeah, what is extra-life.org slash team slash RP gamer. And you can get our uh, page up and I would be happy for you to donate to anybody. And, uh, just uh, find someone who's playing for a hospital you care about. Um, maybe somebody's not on our team. You go donate to them instead. Um, but yeah, if you, any any money you can give is greatly appreciated. Um, Anna Marie and I are 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 on the way. We uh, we need lots of money to get to our goals though. So uh, anything you can do. There's four people on the on the team, and uh, pick anybody and donate and help us out. Uh, then you can come cheer us along. If you can't give money or you uh, just uh, you just want to watch, that's fine too. Twitch.tv slash RPGamer on the day of the events, 29th and 30th of October. And we will decorate with Halloween. We will have a black cat show up. Um, his name is Simon. He's cute. Um, we will... I don't know. We're going to play all sorts of stuff. Um, it sounds like... Um, what was I going to say? The... Uh, it sounds what we are still in need of actually is what I was going to say. We need more uh, game suggestions for what we'll be playing during that day. Um, I know I'll be playing some Dark Souls three. Costume Quest two seems really appropriate because of Halloween. Um, maybe we'll do some the multiplayer Rocket League or Earth Defense Force. I don't know. <clears throat> Plenty of other ideas. I know Skyrim Special Edition will hit just before that, so maybe I'll go do some Skyriming. Maybe not. Uh, Halcyon 6 is always something you can sink a bazillion hours into. Um, I, I have no idea. But uh, any suggestions, and people who donate get priority on their suggestions, so anything you can do. And we'll play it on stream, and you can watch and have fun and cheer us on, and we'll play with you if it's multiplayer, um, or you can you can heckle me and tell me, oh, go find that secret in Dark Souls, or whatever you want to do. Uh, we want to make it a fun event, and we want you to have fun, and we want to be raising kids for money for the kids, rather. Not kids for the money. We raise money for the kids. Not the other way around. So, extra-life.org slash team slash RPGamer. Go donate today. Your donation is greatly appreciated. Help heal those kids. Do you have PlayStation Medieval? That's a good uh, Halloween do. game. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. The first Medieval? Oh, wait. No. Either of them. Oh, no, no. That old Medieval on PS1? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have that. I've, I've seen someone play that. But that looks old. It's so old. 
I know those uh, old school polygons, but running that's around a as a skeleton. I, oh man, that's a game that I think of that makes me think of Halloween. Maybe I'll just play through the Jack Skellington level in Kingdom Hearts instead. No. <laughs> Get that song stuck in your head. That's right. That level takes longer than you think. It's like a three-hour yeah. level at least. Ugh. Of course, no level in that game is worse than the Little Mermaid level for getting a oh. horrible song stuck in your head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and now that we've asked you for your money for Extra Life, uh, I'm going to pimp out the uh, the Loot Crate sponsorship. If you'd like to help donate to the show... Um, and uh, we'll have to make these links easier to find in the forums. But uh, for right now, go to trylootcrate.com, T-R-Y, lootcrate.com, slash RPGamer. That's our sponsor. That's our page that's associated with us. And if you use the code BRIDGE10 when you sign up, if you're a new subscriber, you'll get 10% off. So uh, that's something you could do. Um, and that's all I'm going to plug for now, because I'd rather the focus be on Extra Life. If you got to choose where to give your money, give it to Extra Life. It's more important. Um, so with that... It's time for news. Woo! News. All right. All right, I don't know which which one of you knows more about this, but Final Fantasy fourteen got an expansion announced, and I'm looking at it. It's called Stormblood, Alex. Yeah, that's the one. All right. So it's coming out. It was announced at the fan festival. It's coming out summer 2017 for PC and PS4. <laughs> they announced but not P- not PS3. Yeah, and then they later announced that yeah, PS3 is done. Like not only are they would not get the expansion, it's like no, you're done. So you can upgrade from the PS3 version to the PS4 version for free, which is cool. Um but uh how did they go about doing that? Was that announced yet? No, they um, announced that close to the release s- date. Yeah, although it is the same method that was used previously for the free upgrade to PS4 version that they've done. Oh, okay. Because they they offered it previously when the game first came out as well. If oh, you right. if you bought if you bought a copy of the PS3 version within the first year or so, I think it was possible to get a free PS4 version. Cool. Other than that, we don't actually know that much about what's what's actually happening in this expansion, aside from where it's set. It's set in the city state of Alamigo, which was conquered by the Garlean Empire. It's now ruled by the twelfth Legion Legatus, Xenos Ye Galvis. Uh okay. You join the resistance. I I mean we really not killed the Garleans yet in this game? Goodness. No. It's taken oh, forever. No. Alright. No, we, we we just defeated one of the invading forces. <laughs> they have many. <laughs> Fourteen of them, in fact. At least. <laughs> Alright. Well, uh, the new jobs, but they didn't announce what they are. There's no, aside from aside from uh, uh, Yoshi P wearing a Scarlet Witch T-shirt. What is that a reference to? Do you think? Everyone thinks it's Red Mage. Oh, oh, Red Mage isn't in the game yet, is it? Okay. Mm. No. Yep. Is he pretty? Go on. They could be making an entirely new one called Avenger. They could. A new what? Cl- job class, whatever. Uncalled of oh a, a whole new but what is this about an Avenger? Scarlet Witch. Oh, as in the oh, character. Right. Yes. Yes. yes she is a okay. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this goes with the previous fan fests where he wore a uh, a Dark Knight, you know, Batman T-shirt, which 
was Which, for Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. <laughs> and also um, to the London one, he wore a WW007 T-shirt. Uh, which was then going to be Machinist, which of course uses guns. Ah, uh, okay. Less, less, slightly less tenuous. But as soon as people saw the shirt, shirt, they instantly sort of instantly went to jump to Gunner, and from Gunner was Machinist. So nice. Scarlet Witch, probably, uh, probably, probably Red Mage. Um, yeah, probably Red Mage. Yeah. And he's, I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me if he turned up to the next one wearing a. Um, uh, like a Yojimbo t-shirt or something. I love how Yoshi P's fashion is still one of the most important things of any one of his appearances. That just makes me so happy. Um, all right. Well, he did also he did also show up to the London one, the one that I went to a couple of years ago, in like full Black Mage gear, which was really cool. Yeah. All right, so they're going to bump up the level cap. They're going to have new combat and s skill systems, apparently. UI improvements and inventory expansion. And Alex is Finally. very happy. Or Alice, somebody's very happy about that. Well, the, the crowd was very happy. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so apparently UI, you need more room, like a la what they did in 11. <laughs> yeah, I could really do it more room. All right. Multiple primals, dungeons, and raids. New areas will feature various terrains, deserts, and forests. A fourth residential area for player housing. Okay. Um, the, the Forbidden Land of Eureka will be a new exploration experience containing notorious monsters that will appear every 72 hours. I don't know what's going on there, but okay. Hmm. I guess you just wander around there with your friends and kill weird new mo monsters? No? Nobody knows. Right. We'll find, find out later. soon. Yeah. Find out soon, yeah. I think there's more stuff maybe happening today. Oh, more announcements? Okay. Yeah, that might be. I think they're doing some more presentation stuff. How yeah. do you watch this? You pay for it. Oh, really? You have to go there? Yeah. Oh, there's no, oh, no you, stream? They, no, they, oh, there is a stream, but you have to pay for it. Oh, where do you find the stream? Um, ffxiv-fanfest.com slash na. Okay. Yeah ffxiv-fanfest.com slash na. Wow, that worked. Purchase live stream. Oh my gosh. Told you. Feast. Um, yeah, it's not, on, it's not on Twitch. It's on a proprietary service that uh, Apple have used previously. It's so that the streams can be watermarked. We're pleased to announce the FanFest stream is now available for purchase. What do you get? You get a choice of Abus attire. Oh, you get clothes that look like Tidus. You get a wind-up Riku minion and a Yuna outfit, but you get a choice. Uh, it's of one. It's one or the other. One of the three. Okay. Okay. There is a letter from the producer at like 4 p.m. Oh, I bet you it's Wait, one of the outfits plus the minion. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, oh. it's one of the. It's one of the out. It's one of the outfits and and the minion. And Twenty nine ninety nine. And the minion is different depending on which uh, uh, which region you buy it from. Oh, and there were two concerts, one last night and then one tonight, and you get to stream those as well. You get access to the archive footage and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, Masayoshi Soken, the music director, is pretty damn good. And I think um, Susan Calloway was there yesterday yep. performing Answers, so. Yeah, Calloway was last night and the primals are tonight. Yeah. You do all I, the haven't had, I haven't awesome actually boss bought... Themes. 
<laughs> I haven't actually bought the stream. Um, I might, might, might do EU one, the one in Germany. But yeah, that's the other then, thing is they've done multiple fan fests in different regions, and they charge for all of them separately. It's like, whoa, yep. they've got this down. Yep. Jeez. But then again, apparently someone, I, I say I don't know about the veracity, or someone on Reddit mentioned that the um, the actual costs of the fan festival, that they each fan festival that they run are actually pretty high. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're in Vegas. They're not cheap. Yeah. Well, someone quoted a six-figure sum. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's only six figures, huh? Okay. So many... I mean, them trying to claw money back on those hardly surprises me. No, Successful MMO or not. Yeah, but usually you do it with... Well, I guess... Uh, whatever, whatever. It yeah, matter. I mean, I don't know. But the thing about when Blizzard do BlizzCon is they only ever do one BlizzCon. Yes. <laughs> they and just... Huge, now they just, and they, they get the money off the tickets from the people easily, you know? Yeah. So. And they and then obviously there is the buy-in stream. But I think... do they Don't they still stream some of it? On a free stream, I can't remember. Uh, the I don't stream, think they do. The esports tournaments will usually be free. And, yeah, uh, that was it. They usually stream the, the esports keynote, tournaments, but the opening keynote I think is free. Yeah, and then everything else you have to pay for. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah. For so some reason. Uh, we do it every year. It's real fun. That's why we like watching the panels where people come up and ask really weird questions. Red shirt guy. Oh, he's only had that one good question. Everyone tries to make him into this this eternal event, and he's not. His other questions have not been as good. So no, I'm sorry. They, but they did put they did put him in game as an NPC. Yeah, after that first question, just let it be done. Stop trying to have. <laughs> it's over. Stop just turning stop. him into a legend. Just let him be. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do we got? Um, I'm also looking at the region minions, and I'd be mad if I was a, at this because uh, North America gets Riku, Japan gets Lulu, and Europe gets Yuna, and Riku is my least favorite of the three. Well, I'm sure there's people where they she is their favorite. I know it's just it's. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that. Why it? I want to know why it's Lulu instead of Pain. Does yeah, it should be that YRP? too. Because it's all because it's all final because it's all Final Fantasy X outfits. Oh, okay. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to dress up as Titus? Aside from the fact that it's male only. Hmm. Oh well. Is it? <laughs> Well, I mean, my 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 our character in fourteen is female, so I if I did buy it, I would have to get Yuna stuff. I wonder if you could find a no. Never mind, I won't suggest that. All right, so that's Final Fantasy fourteen. Bandai Namco announced some stuff, uh, limited editions, and some release dates for Tales of Berseria uh, for the North America and European release. So PS four will hit in North America on January twenty fourth. And, uh, 2017, I presume. Um, and European PS4 and PC releases will be 20, January 27th. Um, and the limited edition, let's see. Wait, yeah, did I write 2016 again? Yeah, you wrote 2016 oh, again. Stupid years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a typo. You should go fix that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 
The uh, North American Collector's Edition is $149.99. Here's what you get. Tales of Berseria game plus a steel bookcase, a collector's edition box, velvet and lafacette chibi kun Kara figures. I don't know what that means. Alice, do you know what that means? Are those characters no, they're little in the mini, game? They're little minifigures, mini probably similar to Nendoroids. I haven't actually seen the pictures myself. All right, I'm going to load up the picture right here. Uh, is this the EU or is this the North can't tell the oh right the ratings okay so these are yeah they are little they're not uh, wait nendroids now i have to look up what a nendroid but i think they're similar to the ones that came with like the tales of symphonia oh yeah they do look like an android yeah they're just basically a three inch plastic statue they do look like an android good job what 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 makes a nendoroid a nendoroid copyrights oh. yeah it's just the company their statues I think they were the ones who I think they were the ones who did them first. Because they look nice, as them. opposed to those stupid pop vinyls that look all weird and have that stupid art style that I don't like. <laughs> that a lot of people do. <laughs> I hate pop vinyls. <laughs> it's like why, why I don't know anyone. Nendo I don't know anyone who likes them. <laughs> I, They're very I popular. I don't know why. I, have a, I know a friend on Facebook that collects them and has close to two hundred of them. They, they've just got this big... The thing that bugs me is that basically every one of them has the same basic shape, right? Um, whereas the Nendoroids look like, you know, they're designing the character. It's just... It has nothing... It's not like Nendoroid means they all look the same with a little bit of different trappings and colors based on what property they're licensed from. Whereas, uh, well, whatever. Okay, so in addition to those figures, you get also an 8-bit retro keychain set a special selection music CD, a hardcover prequel novel, A Witch's Tale, A World Full of Demons, a set of Tales of Berseria trading cards. Um, it doesn't... Yeah, okay, so it looks like seven of them. And a starter strategy guide, which, of course, is meant to inspire you to buy Prima Guide's full edition strategy guide, I bet. <laughs> but, uh, and, of course, it comes in a giant box because Tales of Collector's boxes are an awesome, amazing thing that take up a ton of shelf space. Um, let's see. Over in Europe, it is 99 euros and 99 cents. I don't know, whatever the, the sub-currency of euros is. Uh, Tales of Berseria game plus a Bienfu metal case. I've never heard of that. Um, but it looks like a steelbook. It's a mascot E character. Oh, okay. It's a little cat thing with a hat. Yeah, with the weird hat. Yeah, okay. So that's what. All right. But it's called a metal case because it's not an official steelbook. Uh, collector's edition box, velvet and lafacette. Yeah, get the figures. Three 35 millimeter metal coins. I don't know why. Okay. A game soundtrack CD. Is that like the whole soundtrack as opposed to our collector's edition, which has a special selection? No, I'm pretty sure it's a selection. Okay. It's called, on the picture, it's just called collector's edition soundtrack. So that does, that probably does mean it's a selection. Yeah, if it's a yeah. tail soundtrack, it probably should be, it probably would be three discs long. Three, maybe 17. Um, soft cover art book um, and a starter strategy guide. You get no prequel novel, but you get those metal coins, right? Yeah. No? Okay. So right now I'm I'm leaning in favor of the US release. But uh well whatever. 
That's a lot of money. Uh, those who pre-order the game in Europe will also receive either a set of six 35mm badges or a 40mm metal keychain at participating retailers. Man, you love your millimeters out there. Um, both the North American and European collector's edition will be available in limited supplies. So order now or wait until you find it on clearance at Best Buy a three, you know, six months from now. Assuming you're in a city where they don't sell out. Uh, NAS America announced they're porting another title in its catalog to PC. That's uh, Criminal Girls Invite Only, which was originally a PS Vita game. Came out in 2015. The, PS, the PC version will be out January 11, 2017. And that we got a little trailer of it, so you can go check it out. Um, the sequel. Hey, go ahead. Uh, people were upset because this version is still going to be censored. Ah, okay. Um, it is an enhanced port, but still censored. So yeah. Yeah, although the censoring is kind of more... Yeah, also... Yeah, so I think of the word. So yeah, it, it makes things look... It makes things look... They make them look worse. worse. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, uh, the sequel's already out for Criminal Girls, so... Um, and that's what the trailer is of is uh, the Criminal Girls two, but uh, if you want the if you want to wait for a remastered version of the first one, yeah, yeah all right, do that. Uh, Stygian Software has announced an expansion pack for Underrail. I don't know anything about Underrail, but uh, it's called the what is it called Expedition, and you go to the Black Sea, which is an underground body of water. I don't know anything about Underrail. It looks like a isometric. Fallouty, Baldur's Gatey sort of art style, sort of kind of. Um, so go see if you're into that. Um, World of Final Fantasy got a demo, or is getting a demo? Let's see, when's it getting the demo? October seventeenth, so two days from now. And so World, of, you'll be able to play World of Final Fantasy, um, and you get to explore the game in both Lilykin and Giant forms. So that's like the chibi form and the giant. Okay, whatever. Stupid names. Um, you get different mirages of Final Fantasy characters that you can encounter. And if you finish the demo, you get to download enemy Magitek Armor P to be fought and captured in the full game, which comes out October 25th for PS4 and Vita. All right. Who's playing the World Final Fantasy demo? I didn't know it was out. Well, it's not out yet. <laughs> Two days from now. Who's going to play oh, it? Okay. Maybe I'm still terrified it's going to be like Kingdom Hearts. Okay. <laughs> it's such that you can't even try it just in case it ends up being like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that love with Final Fantasy XIV to play. Paradox has shown off the release date for Obsidian Entertainment's latest RPG, Tyranny. The game will come to PC, Mac, and Linux on November 10th. You can pre-order it now for three different tiers. The Commander Edition is $45 and includes the game in selected ringtones. What? <laughs> the Archon Edition up the, ups the price to $60 and adds a digital soundtrack, a digital high-resolution map, four unique in-game banners, a collection of short stories, and high-resolution wallpapers. And then finally, the Overlord Edition for a beefy $80 contains everything I just said, plus a digital collector's guide and a digital art book. Yeah, so... This is the game that takes place uh, in a world where the where the villains already won, and it's made by Obsidian. So you you think some of that pillars love going into this essentially, and you know whatever. Check it out. It it demoed well to us, so um, we'll see 
how it actually holds up upon release. Um, which, And apparently we're excited that this game's actually coming out this year. According to whoever wrote the notes here, Alex. <laughs> well, they actually said 2016 at some point earlier and they managed to get it out in time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> November 2016. So there you go. Uh, Steam. Steam, this is news that I found that I was excited about. Steam's going to support the PlayStation 4 gamepad in an upcoming update. Um, so it's going to uh, expand Steam controller configura- the configurability options to the PS4's DualShock 4 controller. So it gives you more options, um, allowing them to tailor the functions of the touchpad and the gyro features, uh, which is cool. So they're just going to really do a lot of stuff there. So it, it's going to be just like... Uh, Oh, that's weird. Believe it or not, when you use a PS4 controller through the Steam API, it's exactly the same as a Steam controller. You make the exact same API calls. You only get actions, not inputs, and the Steam API takes care of everything. So, because the gyro and the touchpad, they were able to do that because the Steam controller has pretty much the same features and inputs, so they've been able to figure out how to just map that, which is great because I think uh, having better controller support for the PS4 controller is real handy. So I'm excited about that, even though it's not RPG related. So, uh, all right, it's time for the Poke Block. Get your Pokemon ready. It's time for their nutritional Poke Block. Um, first and foremost, I'd like to point out, everybody, did you know there was physical merchandise you need to buy to go along with Sun and Moon? Yes, I think that that's been established. Okay, I didn't realize this until very recently, and so I wanted to make sure we focused on it this time. There's a real life bracelet, the Z Ring that interacts with the game. It reacts to your Pokemon using their special Z-moves by lighting up, making sounds, and vibrating to match what is happening in the game. So you need to go get this, and there are going to be crystal packs. (laughs) They're just different color pieces of plastic that you put into your ring. And I don't know that it matters at all, but uh, yes, and each crystal can represent a different type of Pokemon, and you get a little... Pikachu, plastic Pikachu, just kind of standing there looking cute and uh, fighting. I don't know. Um, so you got to go buy that. That's going to be like, what? How much is the Pokemon? How much is a Z-Ring? Any guesses? Amazon <coughs> says $29.99. It sounds like they're trying to compete with the Yokai Watch. That's a Shogo 14 lately. What I'm wondering is, will this even fit on my wrist? Because if it's size for a kid, whose wrist will this actually fit? Nobody knows. If it's a ring, shouldn't it go on your finger? It, yeah, it's called a oh, Z-ring, no, and it goes on your wrist. I'm serious. I don't know. Um, yeah. When an electric-type Z-crystal is inserted into the Z-ring, this exciting interactive feature enables players to feel the electric-type Z-moon at, at the same time it appears in the video game. <laughs> insert different type Z crystals into the Z ring to experience the colors, vibration, and sound effects for each. <laughs> so you can buy all these crystals. Oh, good. The, there's storage slots for all the different cri- elemental crystals on the sides of the thing. So isn't that good? Aren't there more than seven Pokemon types? There's like way more than seven. And yet that's yeah, oh, I think seven only crystals. Set Pokemon get certain get Z moves. You need two AAA batteries, and they are included. So batteries are included. Um, okay. What? 
She want, Anna Marie wants to know if we're buying one of these. So she's so sick she can't be on the show, but damn it, she's on top of the Z-ring stuff. It's very important. Uh, she'll just put it on her wish list like oh, the rest go. of Pokemon the Pokemon Z-Crystal 9 pack. All right, good. So there's nine. So there's only slots for seven on the thing. So, okay, let's pre-order both of those. Yep. Yes, Anna, we'll get one. She's very happy about this. We've already pre-ordered the dual pack of the game, so we're just we're all ready for this. Um, two business days, sure. Place. All right, we've bought our crappy. Your wrist is really fat, though. This won't fit on it. <laughs> wow, I mean, you probably could have been a little bit more tactful there, Chris. Listen, you don't understand Jeez. what I had. I bought her a tennis bracelet for our anniversary. I had to go through a lot of trouble to get a tennis bracelet that would fit her fit her wrist. She has an unusually large wrist, like unusually so. And so, what what's wrong with your wrist? They're swollen, she says. But I don't think that's what it is. Chris, tact. What's what's Seriously. a tact? Tact. <laughs> Listen, she's she has no trouble with me talking about her. Do you have trouble with me talking about your wrists? She says no. See? Okay. Just because you as can't hear as she, her. <laughs> as long as she doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. Um, I, honestly, she's as frustrated as I am about the wrist size because it really makes it hard to find things that goes on a wrist. So we want we want sympathy from other big wristers out there who can... Big wristers, is that a thing? The big wristers. All right, well, whatever. There's so much Pokemon news, and it's not just about your wrist. So they announced a bunch of new Pokemon, um, which we could go and list, but I won't do that right now. So the point is there's a bunch more Pokemon. It's on their website. They've got pictures of them all. Um, let's see. And this place is looking at the new... I, I'm just I'm just linking all these stories about Pokemon in here. We've got um, Savali, Komomo, other new Pokemon trainers. They've Yeah, they showed off trainers on the website that you'll encounter. I assume they're gym leaders or something or just that you run into in some way shape or form uh let's see we've got the battle royale gameplay show is going to be showcased on october 23rd in a live stream it'll be broadcast on nico nico live uh, it'll be feature the four members of the mss project who will duke it out in a 1v1v1v1 free-for-all battle royale session that'll take place during the second half of the program um which is cool. I didn't know they were doing this. I don't know how this is going to work. Does anyone know how it's going to work? I guess we don't know until they show it to us, huh? Probably right, so. not. So October 23rd, stay tuned for info coming out about that stream. That'll be after the next show. So we won't know till a couple weeks. Um, Let's see. They've got screenshots showing what the Poke Centers look like in the new game, which, yeah, they look like Poke Centers. Um, a little bit nicer than they did in X and Y generation. So that's cool. By the way, does this count as a new generation? This is a new generation, yeah. right? Okay. It's Gen yeah. 7. Gen 7? It's got e starters. E location, new right. generation, basically. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. And they showed off uh, Jangmo O and Type Null's evolutions. Whatever that. What is Type Null? I, I, don't, I don't keep up on all this. I believe. That the... a... yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a weird one that has a weird typing. Thing yeah, I can't I, exactly. Are they I basically trying to make a uh, missing no into a real Pokemon, or what are they doing? 
I think the way the null type works is that the it, on what item it holds, it can change into any type. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. That's cool. Um, Pokémon Tournament in the arcades is getting a new Pokémon. Scizor. S-C-I-Z-O-R. So that's the bipedal um, Scyther, essentially. He's all red and steel typey. So you can uh, you can do that. And he mega evolves. There's a trailer. You can go watch it. Um they uh, also released a big bul- Volcanion trailer for for Sun and Moon, um, right? And no, not Sun and Moon. They just released a trailer, and the releasing Volcanion to X and Y Ruby and Sapphire. If you go to a local GameStop and get a code. So, yeah, I need to go do that. I didn't know that that was there. I'm gonna go do that today. Do I care I about probably... Volcanion? Is he a big deal? No, but he's like a Mew, so... He's like, just because he's hard to get. Yeah. He will jump into your game at level 70 and have the ability Water Absorb. Uh, gets the repertoire of moves, including Steam Eruption, Hydro Pump, Flamethrower, and Explosion. So this is a fire Pokemon who resists water, huh? He's a fire water type. Oh, he's I fire think. slash water. Well, what do yeah. you... So then electricity to take him down? What do you do? Oh, I'm not. I'm not a good Pokemon master, so I need help. I need to train. I'm not sure if that would have a four-time weakness or not. It has no four-time weakness, probably. Yikes. Uh, I have a weakness for Pokemon Go, and so they put out an update. So um, 1.11.2 on iOS and 0.41.2 on Android came out, and they added some bug fixes and stuff. Um, they shortened the evolution animation. They fixed some audio issues, and they added a catch bonus. So if you uh, if you have uh, if you collect a bazillion of a certain type of Pokemon, say maybe Pidgeys or Rattatas, um, you will get medals of all these different degrees of getting them. But after uh, once you get those medals, you will get uh, bonuses for having reached those tiers. So if you've caught two hundred Pidgeys, you get a plus three catch bonus, which means what does that mean? What does the bonus do? Um, and say what the bonus does. You get a bonus, a plus three catch bonus. Does that make it easier to catch? Uh, that I don't know. I guess. I guess it just makes it easier to catch the Pokemon, which is something. Uh, One would the, assume. Say what? One would assume that. Yeah. So the gym training uh, changes how. Uh, so if you go to a gym that's held by your team, they're changing how it works. Uh, you can bring six Pokemon to a training session now instead of just one. And the CP of the target Pokemon may be lower for the purposes of training, making it easier to get through the, the whole thing. Um, basically, it's making it easier to, to strengthen gyms so that people can hold on to them longer because really it's been an issue because you're supposed to get coins by holding on to gyms and having your Pokemon there, but it's been so easy to take down gyms that that's not happening. <laughs> so um, so I guess they're, they're working on that. Um, and they're going to show on the egg and incubator screens how far you've you've walked with your Pokemon. So you see how close you are to hatching stuff. So that's cool too. So yo, go Pogo. Uh, all right. What else we got? Food you. Food you. What's food you? That's uh oh, that's the company. What is this? The Alliance Alive is a new group performance RPG. It follows nine protagonists and progresses in the w- a way that players switch between characters. 
Uh, da, 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 da. So what, what does group performance mean? It's like an idol thing? or well, What is this? It's well, I'm not sure. I think the, the expectation is that it's a Legend of Legacy follow-up. Okay. Was Legend of Legacy like this as well? No, not in the slightest. Wasn't that the one with the frog? Yeah, yeah, I beat I, that I, I got game. bored with that game. <laughs> Anna, did you like that... Legend of Legacy? You you mailed it away. Okay, <laughs> so no. All right. <laughs> did you like it, Kelly? Oh yeah, I well, it was a very Dark Soulsy Japanese RPG in that you know you'd try to progress and hit a wall and that kind of thing, but. I guess I was a glutton for punishment, but I did enjoy it. So this is by the people who made Legend of Legacy. It fo- the story follows nine protagonists and progress in the way the players switch between characters. The story will, will develop from the perspectives of these characters who each have different standpoints and environments. The game is set in a continent ruled by magic beings and divided by the effects of a distortion. Rain worlds and fire worlds are just a couple of the hostile worlds that players will visit. So there's, and they list the nine people. Uh, there's a prodigy professor. There's a daughter of a noble magic bean. There's her butler. There's a boy of the resistance, and blah 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 blah. blah. And uh, yeah, that's the Alliance Alive for 3DS. Uh, a couple days from now, they're gonna actually do a full unveiling, and we'll learn more then. Um, Yokai Watch Three has, well, it's, it's already been in Japan, right? And now they're announcing a third version of it, it looks like. So. Yeah, they did the same with Jake Watch 2 in Japan. Yeah, and this is like There's Pokemon, where we'll bring out the, the third form a bunch later, and they'll add some extra stuff. So in this one, yep. they're adding a four-player multiplayer action mode um, called Yokai Watch Blaster's Treasure. You can play solo as well. You'll control Yokai and clear dungeons while cooperating with other players, blah, 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 blah. Um, this mode will be added to the other two versions of the games through an update, so that's cool. Um, in the in the the third version of Yokai Watch Three, you will get uh, a special story connected to the movie. Um, the movie, which is cleverly titled Yokai Watch the Movie, the Flying Whale and the Grand Adventure of the Double Worlds. Meow. Yes, that's the title. Yokai Watch the Movie, the Flying Whale and the Grand Adventure of the Double Worlds. Meow. Um, so. <laughs> The uh, movie switches between anime and real life, but in the game there seems to be a graphic novel style. Wait, really? The movie switches between anime and real life? Okay, that's weird. Um, they're adding yokai and blah, 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 details. Uh, oh, data transfer. How does this work? Um, do we care? Okay, the point is Japan's getting another version of Yokai Watch 3. We don't. Ha- we just got yokai. Did we even get Yokai Watch 2 yet? Is it out? I think so. It's yeah. out in the US. It's yeah. out. In Europe, in spring. All right. Um, okay, what is going... Yakuza 6 is going to have baseball team management. Oh. Okay, now that is amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Become the captain and grow your team. Uh, <laughs> quote, unquote, after a strange turn of events, Kiryu is appointed as captain of the Onomichi Jingaicho Grasslot baseball team, the Sentochu Warriors. It's just a puny team made up of unmotivated players, but by helping the team grow, you can aim for total domination of the Onomichi. (laughs) 
you he Kiryu gets into such crazy crap. I'm really sad this is the last game with him. <laughs> um Oh. Uh there's gonna also be shrines and stuff. And uh, what else did they announce? Um Food and gyms. Food and gyms. So you can go to the gym to get stronger, I assume? And food yeah, has always been I mean, there was food in five and it raised stats and stuff, so yeah. <laughs> All right. cool. And there's yeah, I think there's some fancy combat stuff where you can do some action movie type things and use weird weapons like a motorcycle. All I know is I'm watching Kirio use chopsticks to defend himself against a person, and that's amazing. <sighs> I need to relearn how to do Yakuza Sit Fire five special moves and finish that game that uh, Yakuza five is what I should be playing during extra life. Isn't it? Yeah. That'd be a good one. Uh, Eula changes are coming to Eve online and apparently it's a story. What's the story here, Alice? So I, I jammed this in myself. Um, cause it, well, funny enough, it kind of has a, a slightly larger impact on the game than maybe a sort of be immediately apparent just by looking at it. So with uh, the November changes, um, CCP are, I mean, I suppose we should probably just get the uh, the actual exact text, because I think it does a better job. Uh, the red text under B, oh, section B of the um, conduct part of the end user license agreement for EVE Online has now had this added to it, which is highlighted in red text. You may not use, transfer, or assign any game assets for games of chance operated by third parties. Um, so, as um, similar to the recent Counter-Strike Global Offensive ban, CCP have now moved to ban third-party casinos. I didn't even know that was a thing with EVE. Uh, oh, it's it's a thing. It, it's a huge money-spinning thing. Um, the One of the most recent, uh, like the recent big war, like World War B, all of that stuff that I was talking about a few months ago, um, a lot of that stuff apparently was bankrolled almost entirely by a particular site called I Want Isk, which is a out-of-game casino for betting in-game assets. Um, a lot of the speculation um, for the change is uh, there was a recent prosecution done by uh, in England for a, uh, a guy on YouTube who was promoting a FIFA coins betting thing mm -hmm. it's not actually abundantly clear but uh people are assuming that the change has been made because ccp want to avoid any potential like legal or legal hot water or any pr issues that could stem from this sort of thing so people gambling on like the outcome of battles or something which oh, well i mean the the alliance tournament which is currently running yeah. um it's and it's in the just in the finals so happening on twitch right now um the um, it's not just that, but also just they had like slot machines, they had raffles, oh, they had like actual casino things. Hmm. Um, but the addition thing is part of the stuff that they brought out is the third party, the third party service I want ISK has been shut down, and several of the people operating it have been banned for RMT. And also, Eve Casino has been shut down, and all of its ISK and assets have been confiscated. Again, also, uh, this one wasn't for RMT. It was for breaches of the developer license agreement for Eve's API service. Okay. Um, so while it may not 
I mean, you know, uh, effectively, it's a legal change to the, the rules of the game. But what what people need to remember uh, um, is that money is one of the things that makes PvP happen in very large quantities in EVE. And this could see, a, you know, have some interesting ramifications for people who previously relied on that paycheck. Hmm. So, so now there's no way to associate money with PvP? Oh, no, 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 no. It, the, the, the standard uh, model that uh, World of Warcraft borrowed, one where you can buy an item that gives you game time that can also be sold in game for money, that re has remained. Sure. The, the, the specific change is that you're not allowed to use... I mean, the way these games worked is um, you... Um, the third-party, like, these third-party casinos were set up, um, so you, you registered an account with them, um, and you gave them access to your wallet uh, API. So they couldn't do anything with your wallet, but what they could see was they could see transactions to and from that wallet. Um, and then what you did is you then deposited money with them in-game, and then within the hour it would be credited to you on one of these third-party sites. You could then use that balance to gamble, effectively, oh, with in-game okay. money. All right. Well, that's so all of the all of how the stuff is that, that killing could, PvP? It's not that it's killing PvP. It's it. There was there is a lot of um, political interaction that went on behind the scenes. Um, as I said, the the most recent war was largely funded by uh, one of the the banking characters by for one of the big casinos. This guy apparently had trillions of isk. I don't know, Alice. This this sort of stuff feels like what Eve is supposed to be. Like they shouldn't yeah, be getting but, rid but of this, the you know. <laughs> the issue, the issue, the issue here is, is that because um, that recent thing with the FIFA coins determined yeah. the in-game, you know, it kind of established a legal precedent for having in-game currency, um, uh, in-game currency, equated to a real-world value. Um, while I, you know, I, I kind of partially agree that this is the kind of stuff that Eve is known for. Mm -hmm. um, what they don't want to do is fall afoul of like gambling legislation in any of the countries that they operate, especially the UK and the US. Mm. Which is, I think, the reason why the change has been made now, because it comes on the heels of all of the uh, the recent stuff with Counter Strike Go and stuff like that. All right. I don't know. I don't know if you followed any of that or not. But uh, the Counter Strike Go stuff I did, but that was that stuff was pretty crappy. There were the people yeah. were taking advantage of people. I th well, the other thing is the reason why I want ISK was shut down was specifically because apparently several of the people responsible for running it also turned their ISK back into money, which is against the as has been against the rules for years. Okay. Blah. So. Blah. Yeah, no more gambling. No more go gambling. And, go, and, go, go and do healthy things, like shoot each other. Just like shoot each other, yes. Also, the uh, the PvP the uh, the PvP tournament, the the alliance tournament that's happening at the moment. Um, the they there was a re the match just gone was the first of the best of three Pandemic Legion versus Tuskers. Uh, of the twenty people who came in, ten people on each side. Uh, Nineteen of them were blown up. Oh, good. It came came down to the wire. The last yes. Pandemic Legion ship was destroyed in classic fashion by a boundary violation, which is amazing. Wait, they went out too far, and so they got shut down by the people organizing it? Yep. So <laughs> the, the, 
the the if you go outside of the arena, it counts as a ring out, and your ship is immediately destroyed. How do you mark the arena in space? Uh, there is a beacon right in the middle. If you go more than I think it's a hundred or hundred and fifty kilometers away from it, uh -huh. you just blow up. And what, the funny thing is, Wait, is it how was do you down just blow up? Like, oh, CCP programmed it. No, no, it's. Oh. Uh, I think one of the GMs blows you up. But, oh, okay. Um, sure. So it was down to two ships. It was a one v one, and Pandemic Legion. I think we're about to win on points because each each ship that's brought in has a point value. And if uh, if the, the match times out, the person with the most the team with the most points wins. Fairly simple. Uh, Pandemic Legion were about to win, I believe, by one point, and then they boundary violated and lost their last ship, so they wow. lost. Nice job, guys. Oh, they also oh. lost a ship worth 150 billion in the uh, in that fight as well. Oops. None. This stuff. None of the uh, none of the stuff flown in the Alliance tournament gets compensated. If it's lost, it's lost. Good. Seems like how it should be. Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to check in on this tournament, but I'm just getting a black screen off their stream. So, oh well. What? This, Steve, uh, are you on twitch.tv forward slash CCP? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one it's running on. Hey, it's working for me. Okay. Well, I um, love Eve Online stories. Isn't it great? I love it. Yes. <laughs> it's little Wild West. Uh, well, I mean, the other thing the other thing about that change is it kind of also comes in just around the time the game goes free to play. So, yeah. In fact, those those EULAs were updated to allow for free to play play. So, yes, I was reading through that. So that's fun. When it goes free to play, I might jump back into Eve a little. Um, probably not too much because it sounds like you're pretty nerfed if you're free to play as far as training goes. But yeah, let's see what I can do. Um, OK. We have some brief stories. Uh, Japanese update for Caligula, which is a game that's coming to North America next year. It's going to add a new game plus. Uh, it's a Vita RPG. Uh, it's got an update in uh, Japan, so you can uh, you can check that out. Um, I don't know anything about Caligula, but uh, it looks like a... I don't know what it looks like. It's a turn-based RPG set in Mobius, a self-contained virtual reality ruled by a super-intelligent AI. You're trapped in a virtual high school, and you have to try to escape. So, you know, your standard character turn-based action RPG that looks like, you know, a lot of these games coming out of Japan. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, we have an, a story about Toho Genso Wanderer, which is the... Uh, the NIS America roguelike based in the Toho universe, not to be confused with the X-Seed action RPG. Toho Kenso Wanderer is uh, going to be a coming to North America uh, in North America on February 7th, Europe on February 10th, physically and digitally on PS4 in North America. And uh, let's see. I assume the same in Europe. And then the Vita version will be available on those same dates, but only digitally. So it's got multiple versions. So you can just buy the game, obviously. But uh, there's the launch edition. Comes with the game. Toho Double Focus. Uh, wait, hold on. There's the, the launch edition, which also comes with a full game called Toho Double Focus, which is a 2D platformer set in the Toho Project universe. Uh, it comes with reversible box art. A mini art book, Toho Double Focus, will come on its own separate disc. And my cat's about to throw up. The second version will be limited edition. 
and that comes with everything in the launch edition along with a 90 track 4 disc Toho Genso Wander OST a 26 track 2 disc Toho D Double Focus OST full color 68 page hardcover Toho Genso Wander art book a full cover 16 page soft cover Toho Double Focus art book and an acrylic standee featuring the main characters so there you go uh, a new short trailer focusing on gameplay was also released and you can go check that out on the site so that was a brief story, but it, it ended up taking a while to explain. Sorry about that. Uh, we also have uh, Gurumin 3D, which is coming out in Europe this month. We already heard that it was coming out in North America. Um, so it's coming out in Europe on October 27th, uh, digitally only through the eShop and costs 15 bucks. Um, Bando Namkai put out a trailer for the upcoming Dark Souls 3 expansion, Ashes of Arian Dahl. Um, and the trailer focuses on PvP, so you can check that out. The expansion is going to be 15 bucks coming out. Ooh, just before Extra Life. Ooh. So maybe I'll have to pick that up and, and do that in Extra Life. Uh, Fair Rune 2 is coming to 3DS this month. Uh, it's uh, coming from Circle Entertainment. They're putting it out from Japanese studio Fly High Works. Uh, so Circle Entertainment's the U.S. publisher. They are going to uh, put out in North America and Europe, I guess, too. So both both areas. Uh, the game will be available for Nintendo 3DS via the eShop and on October 20th in North America and October 27th in Europe. It's a puzzle action RPG, and I think we have reviews of the first one, so you can go check that out. Woo! All right. And finally... Um, there has been a teaser on the official Japanese Bravely Default series account. So uh, they've announced uh, the following tweet. Bravely's fourth anniversary. We apologize for the lack of information lately, but there might be something soon. And so it looks like there's an upcoming announcement about uh, a new Bravely Default game. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. And then finally got some trailers. Uh, uh, I don't know who can do the trailer stuff for me. Eric, you do the thing and I'll say trailer. Okay, got it. We got a Criminals Girl 2 Sui. Trailer. A Criminal Girls 2 launch. Trailer. A Mordheim console release. Trailer. A Dragon Quest Builders launch. Trailer. We have some Mag Monster Hunter stories. Uh, video trailer. <laughs> from Japan. A bunch of them, by the way. So you can go watch tons of Monster Hunter stories footage. Oh, they played it for a while. <laughs> so see what that's going to be. It looks cool. All right. And now we got some messages. Last week, we asked people to recommend one RPG for the 3DS because someone called in and needed some help. So here's here's the results. Um, and uh, it's bookended with two different extremes. So starting off, Shaman says, this is tricky for just one RPG. So because there's so many, right? So I'd probably go with Fire Emblem Awakening, though, dr since Dragon Quest Seven is already a done deal. Um and uh, let's see. And he would have picked Yokai Watch 2, potentially, but it's not out in Europe until next spring, which I think is where the uh, the person who, who wrote in or, or called in was from. So Severin, oh, Alex, you you uh, you suggested if it's a new 3DS and you haven't played Xenoblade on the Wii, then that's right up there. If it's not a new 3DS or you have played Xenoblade, uh, you mentioned there are a lot of other options, but you would go for Awakening over Fates. And you have more on the list, but you can't have more on the list. you got to pick one. Um, ah. <laughs> you can go read the list in the forums from last week's throw if you want to see the rest. Um, hint, there's some Bravely and some Tales. Uh, Victor wrote in and said, The one RPG I recommend most for a 3DS owner is Mario & Luigi Paper Jam. It's funny, 
fun, and filled to the brim with anti-frustration features. Certain Amiibos are supported if Paper Jam is played on a new 3DS, but Amiibos are absolutely not required to fully enjoy the game. Strawberry Eggs could not contain herself and gave a post that had a, like a bazillion recommendations, so she is disqualified. <laughs> um, like I, oh, I looked. She said any more than me, huh? So I'm not sure she said any more than me. No, but you gave like your one pick, and she didn't even give her one pick. She just like she, okay. didn't, she didn't rank one of them above the rest. That's why you squeaked in. You're you're under review by the Olympic Council, but she was just straight out disqualified, like right after the the replay. So Davey right. D <laughs> ends it saying, "I've been pretty disappointed with the RPG selection for the 3DS." So <laughs> Davey D has no no recommendations for you. Oh, my cat came back. Hi, Simon. Uh, then Jim, Jeremy writes in. Uh, to our email address and says a quick note to thank you all for the terrific work that you do on the podcast well thank you while understanding hold on i need to pick up this cat are you okay now Um, while understanding your desire to keep things updated i hope you will not change the format or content in any meaningful way as conversational podcasts go i can say that yours is amongst my favorite the insights and opinions that you share each week make for an informative listening either on my long commute or when I am out for a run. As for this week's question, recommend one 3DS RPG, I would have to go with Bravely Default. From my perspective, Bravely Default is the greatest Final Fantasy game since 9. The Brave and Default mechanics added new dimensions to the battle system by enhancing the strategic gameplay and creating a terrific experience. Nostalgia is a powerful force, and Bravely Default reminded me why I grew up loving the early Final Fantasy games. Dragon Warrior, Secret of Mana, etc. Bravely Second, while a great game in many respects, felt more like an expansive DLC than an entirely new game. The heavy reliance on assets from the first game left me wondering if the developers were kept on a short production schedule or whether they were faced with financial constraints. I understand why Anamarie would recommend Bravely Second to a new 3DS owner, but I think people who skip the first game and try to move directly into the sequel miss out on a lot of the backstory and character development. The outset of Bravely Second, I believe, was intended as more of a refresher for people who have played Bravely Default a few years prior, as opposed to someone entirely unfamiliar with the first game. Thank you, Jeremy. If you would like to provide feedback for the show, we've got three ways for you to do it. Uh, first is forums.rpgamer.com. Go to the show thread. That's uh, what most of the people did in here. Um, the second is to send an email like uh, Jeremy did, podcast at rpgamer.com. And we'll read it right here on the show, as you see. And the third is to send a voicemail, 608-729-4098. We'll play your calls live on the show. You can also send MP3s into the email address, and we'll play them on the show as well. All right. With that, let's jump into new releases, get our picks for what people are going to be playing, and wrap this up. New releases for the week, PlayStation 3 is getting Skylanders Imaginators, as is the Xbox 360. Actually, everything's getting Skylanders Imaginators. Are they doing new figures this year? Is this like... Are they doing this again? I like we we dropped we 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 bowed out of Skylanders last year, and I imagine that that trend will. And are we not doing Skylanders again this year? Okay, are they doing figures this time? She's going to talk about it next week. Okay, um, so like there's it. It sounds like you can design your own characters, which I don't understand if there's figures how you can design your own. So I don't really get it. Um. So we'll, we'll learn more um, about I, it. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I heard that he was going to be able to print them. Print them? 
See, yeah. See, I th- for me, like not having any physical figures is how to turn the series on its head and refresh it for a year. You know, you have no figures, mm-hmm. you design your own stuff, and then you three D print them somehow, or I don't know, whatever, or you just print them out on a piece of paper, I guess. But, um, yeah, that would be cool. And then, and then maybe after some space, then maybe you get back into the figure physical figure collection after you come up with a new thing to do with them. Um, I don't know. All right, so on the PlayStation Four, we've got Battlefield One. Batman Return to Arkham, Bound, Darksiders Warmaster Edition, Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, Farming Simulator 17, Hopi Co., Hustle Kings VR, Lego Harry Potter Collection, um, Mordheim City of the Dam, uh, Res Infinite, Rock Band Rivals, Skylanders Imaginators, and uh, Pixel Gear, also on PSVR. Uh, over on Xbox One, we've got Battlefield 1. Batman Return to Arkham, Darksiders Warmastered Edition, Farming Simulator 17, Hopi Co., Mordheim City of the Damned, Rock Band Rivals, and uh, Skylanders Imaginators. So Rock Band Rivals, is that DLC for the last Rock Band, or is this his own game? I, don't, I didn't pay much attention to that at PAX, and I got confused. Um, Rock Band Rivals, new guitar controller and band bundles, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a major expansion, so it brings new features to Rock Band 4, so I guess it's DLC, or do I need to buy something new? I'm really confused. Pre-order now. Pre-order now. Click. I'm clicking pre-order now. Nothing's happening. Okay. So I think if you want a new controller and a band bundle, you pre-order. Otherwise, you don't. The site isn't loading. All right. Whatever. Play with it later. PSV. Is, Rock Band would be a good thing to do on Extra Life 2. That's a good point. Hmm. All right. Over on the PlayStation Vita, Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky is out for Vita as well. Um, in Asia, I believe, Macross Delta Scramble is out. That sounds like a game that uh, Alice should play. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Say what? Well, I was confused. Yeah. I was surprised that it was a Macross game, but if it's Asia, that makes sense. It looks like it's an Asia <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, are you getting that, Alice? Uh, I wasn't aware it existed. Oh, okay. But it's a Macross game. Yes, no, I get that. There, I, haven't mech actually, in it. I haven't I haven't seen Macross Delta yet. So. But it's got mech in it, so you should have this already. Even though it's not out yes. yet. Okay. Do you have a Japanese Vita? Or do you have a Vita uh, set to Japanese mode, I guess? I have a I have a Jap I have a Vita with a memory card that, okay. with it that I can play Japanese games on. Yeah. So if I want really want to get it, I can. Well you better get on that and tell us about the robots. Um also coming well, to I mean <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just looking at the trailer now. It is basically the same as the other Scramble games that they've done in the series, but with Macross Delta characters. Oh, are those any good? Who's they, by the way? Uh, They, as in Namco Bandai. Okay, so what are the Scramble games like? So they're basically um, very similar to... um, I need to try and come up with a... uh, I need to try and come up with an example that's been released outside of Japan. Um... They are very similar to maybe Zone of the Enders, a little bit, if that makes any sense. Okay. If people have played those, they probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but they, they play similarly to Another Century's episode, which plays similarly to uh, um, Zone of the Enders. Um, it looks like it's, it, yeah, it does look like a Vita game. The last one I played came out on the PSP, so the graphics are a little bit better. It actually looks like the same, en- a very similar engine to what they used uh, with uh, Macross 30 on the PS3 a little while back. Okay. 
All right, so Macross Delta Scrambler. So um, how does that work? Are you just flying a ship around and fighting in space, or do you turn into a giant robot and sword fight in space? Or I, get, I know, you like have to remember, that? this is this this is Macross. The robots transform into planes. Oh, right, okay. So the goal... So, so then what do you do most of your fighting as? Uh, either. Okay. But don't Gundams also transform into planes sometimes? A couple of them do. A couple of them. Oh yeah, no. The thing about Macross, the thing about the pri your primary weapon is normally in Macross is missiles. I thought it was song. Well, yeah, songs too. But okay. the, most of the ex most of the explosive power comes from the missiles. From the missiles, okay. So are you shooting down planes? I don't know. I'll find some footage somehow. <sighs> All right. As the, there's an official trailer on Namco. Uh, I think it's on Namco Bandai's channel actually. All right. I'll have to look at that later trying to understand this over on the wii u we've got animal crossing wide wor wild world um wait what is that is that like a re-release of the n64 game uh it's the wii version oh the bit dungeon plus yeah. kirby canvas curse mahjong on the eShop, and skylanders imaginators over on the 3ds they've got block form chase cold case investigations distant memories Disney Magical World 2, Grumman 3D, Severed, Enchante, and the Pirate's Curse. Uh, some of the, I think most of that's already out already because of the way I get releases for Wii U and 3DS. Uh, on the PC, Battlefield 1, Boomtown Deluxe, uh, Civilization 6 coming out this week, so a lot of people won't be sleeping. Um, Crazy Machines 3, Dodonpachi Resurrection. It's out now. Go get it on Steam. It's a, it's a shmup. Um, Farming Simulator 17, Feel the Snow. Franchise Hockey Man uh Franchise Hockey Manager 3. This looks like an Alex game. Gonna get Franchise Hockey Manager 3? Maybe. I'm Maybe. gonna try not to, but you're gonna have you played the other ones? <laughs> no, but they make the out of the park baseball games. Ah, okay. So but you're gonna try to resist, huh? Alright. I will try. <laughs> Let me know when you fail. Higarashi <laughs> When They Cry, chapter four. Uh, Himatsubushi, uh, Kisaragi no Hogyoku, which I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> Lost Socks, Naughty Brothers, Shadow Warrior Two, which looks interesting, um, and the Jackbox Party Pack Three. What? Oh, that'll be fun on Extra Life as well. This is shaping up, so I'm gonna I gotta add two games to my Jackbox Party Pack Three, Dark Souls Three DLC. So three DLC. I'm just making notes for uh, for potential uh, extra life games, and Rock Band four plus Rivals thing. Good. All right. Cool. Um, and then over on the Oculus Rift, Eagle Flight came out. Apparently, where I guess you fly as an eagle. I assume. And Mike, no, it's not a jet flying game, Anna. It is. Uh, yeah, you're flying as an eagle. You gotta like hit. Yeah, I can see your eagle head. So you're flying as a camera on top of the eagle. Apparently, I don't. I don't really get it. All right, whatever. Um, oh, that's your beak. Right. Okay. So that's eagle flight, and uh, yeah, 
with that, um, and one more one more ad for you. If you go to GameFlyOffer.com slash RPGamer, that's our page if you want to rent video games and sign up for GameFly. Um, code BRIDGE10 again gets you 10% off, and that's the extent of the ad for right now. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Kelly, Alex, Alice, um, and Anna Marie in the other room, and my cat Simon for making sure to leave the room before he threw up and made my wife have to clean it. That's real nice of him. Um, also, uh, Dale North for making our, th- our theme, Kelly for making our image, and uh, um, we don't really have a question of the week, do we? Did anything come up that made sense? Yeah. Um, why did you stop playing Final Fantasy fourteen? That's the question I just made up. Um, why did you stop playing... Final Fantasy 14. And if someone has a better question, I'll replace it. But that's what we're going for now. Again, podcastrpgamer.com, 608-729-4098, and twitch.tv slash rpgamers where you watch the show. I want to know what you all are going to be playing this week. Starting with you, Alex. Final Fantasy 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I do have a code for Masquerada Songs and Journeys. Oh, Masquerada. Yeah, that looks cool, that. too. Yeah, you should try that. Um, Alice? Uh, Final Fantasy 14. Okay, so everyone's playing Final Fantasy 14. Uh, no, Kelly, Kelly, join us <laughs> when the inevitable wow wall happens. Yeah, but well, um, I thought Starbound uh, took over your wow wall. Yeah, but I'm gonna be out of the out of town next week, so no Starbound. But I will be starting up Shin Megami Tensei Apocalypse. Oh, you're not gonna finish DQ Seven? I'm gonna put it on hold for just a little bit because I I said mentioned this last week it's a weird tradition when oh, I go on right. vacation yes. yeah I pl- start a Shin Megami Tensei game because I did it two years in a row so yeah might as I well. love this this is a great tradition yeah it's so like every, how in Persona time... where they always go on like a class trip to like a ski resort or a hot springs or something this is like your Shin Megami Tensei trip thing it's great yeah it's, it's weirdly meta so if they release uh, a portable one next year we'll have to go to Colorado again okay perfect <laughs> that sounds fun um, I am going to play pretty much the same stuff I played this week um, probably not Rogue Wizards anymore um but uh, Dragon Quest Builders, Deus Ex, Pokemon, trying to get ready with the Pokemons because that's coming up real soon here. Um, at least the demo is. And anything else that... No, nothing else that's really jumping out at me from the new release list, but maybe I'll figure something out. All right. And with that, we're going to call the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 401 episodes in the can. Three episodes till episode not found. Um, and we'll see you. We'll see you next week, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here at Twitch.tv/RPGamer. Uh, until then, everybody, bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>